What is up, you guys? Welcome back to the Not So Pro Football Talk. My name is AJ. It is Monday. It is six o'clock. We got another show here for you guys. We got a packed house today. We're joined by yet again Israel Torres and first time guest on the show. We got the PI Podcast. Say what's up, you guys. What's up, yo, 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 dude? That's what's up. Hey, tell us a little about yourself. Tell us about the PI Podcast. Tell us what you're all about. What do you guys have to put on the table for us? Yeah, so uh, just a couple of guys, we really love the NFL, and one day we just decided, hey, we should make a podcast about this. We should talk everything NFL because we love the sport so much, and we love everything about football. So we just came up, decided to make a podcast, get everything ready. We just went live and uh, recorded some videos, and now we're just here talking about football every week. Nice. Nice. Awesome. That's basically what we did here. You know, we just a uh, group of friends that love to talk about football. Uh, we just decided, hey, you know what? Maybe other people want to hear us. Maybe other people want to talk trash about what we have to say about football. And we just did it. And we love it. Here we are now. Uh, if you guys haven't had a chance or haven't done so yet, go check out PI Podcast. They're awesome. They're everywhere, man. They're uh, on YouTube. I know they're trying to reach a goal. They got 100 subscribers, kind of like how we did. Once they hit 100 subscribers, we're going to do a huge giveaway. I know I'm going to answer that. So hopefully oh, you guys are too. So go find them, subscribe to them, and and scan that that giveaway, man. I like free stuff. You guys like free stuff? Yeah, everybody likes free definitely, stuff. definitely. You know who else likes free stuff? The Detroit Lions. They love free stuff. <laughs> they got someone like like Aiden Hutchinson. If I'm the Detroit Lions right now, I'm baking cookies, okay? Because I'm getting ready to send a little nice gift basket to the Jacksonville Jaguars, <laughs> saying, "Hey, man." Thank you so much for the first overall draft pick. Now I have Aiden Hutchinson. You guys just screwed up again, and we're going to have one heck of a season with this young stud. He's going to go out there. He's going to be a little T.J. Watt, a little Nick Bolsa. He's going to cause havoc on whatever offense we are playing up against. If you guys don't know, Ian from PI Podcast, that's his team. That's the Jacksonville Jaguars. Ian, give us your point of view there. How did you feel when the Jacksonville Jaguars took Trayvon Walker over Aiden Hutchinson? Okay, so I was pissed. I was flat out pissed. You had the best college prospect in your lap. I mean, and here's the other thing. You risked the number one overall pick already in the season when you beat the Colts, but then the Lions won, so you kept it, and you still got the second overall pick. (laughs) Hey, what's going on, Nestor? Thank you you so much for joining the podcast live. Appreciate you being here. This guy is always here every Monday, 6 o'clock sharp. This could basically be his job. Appreciate you, man. Check out this PI podcast that we have here as guests. As you know, you know Israel. Uh, welcome back to the show, Israel. Glad you're thank here, you, dude. You, How do you, you feel about the Cowboys draft this year? Feel good. Feel good. I feel like we we actually had a pretty good grade, but other people think otherwise. So, you know, let's just see what happens this season. Oh, okay, that, that sounds familiar. Uh, I, I feel like I just heard that just recently. It's so weird. Uh, but just good. If you're not psyched out of your mind about, you know, what happened in the draft, then obviously <clears throat> there's something in there that you didn't really like. Um, I don't know. Maybe were you hoping for a trade? Huh? Were you trying yes, to get- I, yes, I was. I was I was hoping because they were taking their time, man. I really wanted the evil. Nah. The guy right there. I was waiting. I'm like, oh, man, they didn't get him. Told everyone since day one. Reed still thinks that Debo's <laughs> moving. I told everyone since day one, Debo is staying. Calm down. It's cool. No houses on fire. Niners don't leak. He's good, man. We're good out mm-hmm. here. Okay. Go ahead, Reed. Just say your piece. I don't know, man. I just think there's something deeper there. Um, Odell Beckham tweeted out on having it right here. Oh, um, Debo News is going to break on its own. Um. 
I, I think Debo told him exactly what happened. I think it's a lot deeper than Debo just wanting out. I think something happened between him and the front office, something that's unrepairable in Debo's eyes. They disrespected him a certain way. Something happened. I think they. I think that there's things we don't know about that's eventually going to break soon. Probably here between uh, the season starting. Um, do I think he's going to get traded? I don't know. We'll see what actually happens. But I think there's a really broken relationship there. OBJ, the guy who's been on three teams already in his career, that that mm-hmm. guy, that guy just wants to spill the tea. Debo already went out and tweeted, "Hey, dude, chill, man." He's like, "What? I just want to cause and a he's stir." He's also saying he's really bored. Yeah, he's also really bored because his plans did not did not work. I told you guys, the Niners will pay their players when they want to pay their players, not when the players want to get paid. It always happens, just like George Kittle, just like Fred Warner. They're going to wait to pay Debo. It's coming. Just wait. Be patient. They're going to give you what you want. You know, Debo just, you know, his manager is screwing everyone. Well, I guess I got to say everyone because A.J. Brown got uh, got paid. I don't know. He got I paid think at this point, mm. not going to get paid by the Niners. Ah, okay. He, we'll he wouldn't got it. He would got him paid by the Jets, but. Yeah, that's oh, <laughs> can you believe that BS? <laughs> so it came out that the Jets offered the Niners the 10th overall pick. That's all right, I guess. And then the fifth, a fifth round pick. For Debo and what was it? And they wanted something else. The second round pick. Yeah, they wanted our Debo and the second round pick of the Niners, and they're offering the 10th overall and the fifth round. Like, not, yuck. It's not that bad of a trade, honestly. It I vomited in my isn't. mouth. I was disgusted. It's not that bad. Hey, that, that's, probably that's probably better than the I mean, I mean the 40 AJ. Probably better than what? Than the trade that you wanted for DK when you were uh, the Washington Commanders as their GM. We did that video. You remember no. that? No, yeah, no, way no, better, no, way better. No, I was offering, I was offering our first round draft pick and Montez Sweat, dude. How do you not take that trade? You didn't even hear me <laughs> out, uh, guys. PI podcast. Would you take that trade if you're the Niners? Front office right now, you're Cal Shanahan and 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 John Lynch. Are you t- y'all taking that trade? If that's kind of tough, but if you really think Debo's not willing to stay, then you got to. Yeah, and if if Debo, if they knew Debo wasn't going to trade, that's that's not actually a decent pick for them to have the number ten overall pick because you can go out and get a receiver, definitely not at caliber as Debo. Debo can run the ball, he can catch the ball. He's like Cordero Patterson in a sense because they're both really good catchers and they can run the ball as well. So uh, that would have been interesting to see and they could have got even a defensive piece, another defensive piece for that stack of 49ers defense. I like that comparison, Cordero Patterson. I never compared Debo to Cordero Patterson. You always forget that he used to be a wide receiver uh, before. So that's a really nice comparison. I like that. but you guys got to remember, you know, everyone's still talking about, you know, Debo doesn't want to be a uh, wide back. He created the position, the wide back. He announced yeah. it in the Pro Bowl. He went up to Kyle Shanahan during the Cowboys game, during the Packers game as well, and said, hey, give me the ball. Put the ball in my hands. And that's exactly what they did. Now he doesn't want to. Not happening. Okay. I think, I think nothing has been shared with us. I don't think anything that's been released is, is I don't, I don't want to say true or false, but. There's a lot more. I think it's just a front that he uh, to get paid, and it just backfired because that's not how the Niners work. 
Um, but honestly, I wouldn't have wanted the 10th overall pick because my chop prospect in the wide receiver position got picked at eight. And that was with the Atlanta Falcons. That is your team over there. They got Drake London. And I really like that receiver. That guy is a beast. He's a monster. He's kind of like a little a shade smaller than uh, than DK Metcalf, in my opinion. I think that guy's an absolute beast. How do you feel about that pick? You think Marcus Mariota will be able to give him the ball? Or is this just going to be a um, a tight end game? I, I drew a blank right there. A Kyle Pitts game like how it was last year. I honestly think at first, honestly, I was a little disappointed with the pick because – we, Jermaine Johnson was there, and he's a really good edge rusher. But I think we were waiting for Kayvon Thibodeau to fall, and the point that is he didn't is that why we went with Drake London. But also, Drake Drake London's a physical beast. Like, he can go contested catch. He's 6'5", and he can do everything Cal Pitts can with contested catches. And it just brings, like, a basketball kind of style offense to where Marcus Mariota doesn't have to be the most accurate quarterback either. He can literally just throw it up, and those receivers for him will catch it. Um, I do really like Drake London. Um, I was looking at some of his uh, film as well, and he can really – he's such a physical beast. Like, he literally get off the press, and he has some speed to him. It's definitely going to be interesting. Marcus Mariota, I think he can be viable enough to lead us this season and to let Desmond Ritter sit. Sure, I like that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think they they compared uh, they compared him to like a Chris Evans or like a Julio Jones when they were talking in the draft, uh, if I remember correctly. But I agree with you. I think London's pretty good. Uh, he probably will have to put on a little bit more mass, in my opinion. But especially when you come up to the NFL and you face these guys who have been here before, uh, and they're the best of the best, or almost all the time they're best of the best. But uh, yeah, I think it was a good pick. At first, I was a little dumbfounded, too, because oh, it's not my team. But I was like, wow, I was like, that's kind of early for uh, uh, the first wide receiver. And I didn't think they were going to take him at that position. But I mean, when, once you look at it, once you look at the play style that the Falcons had before when they had that that uh, championship run, they always had a big receiver in there to catch uh, anything in the end zone off the sideline. You know, so I think he can be that guy for y'all. Jeez, man, imagine if Calvin really was going to play this year. Yeah, that's why I said it. I, I want to push some buttons here. Um, but let's move on. Okay, you guys, we've done this once before in the podcast. I want to count to three. Now, me, my personal eyes, I think there's a clear winner to this draft. I want to hear everyone's, you know, per, uh, everyone's thought who they, who they think they won the draft. What team? Okay, so when I count to three, I want everyone to announce their team. All right. Okay. It's going to be one, two, three, and then boom. Everyone ready? Yep. All right. One, two, three. The Jets. Jets. The Jets. What just happened? Okay. I thought this was a clear answer. I heard uh, one, two, three Jets, right? Or did I hear more? There's a few Jets. There's a few Jets. I, I know yeah, it's me. Yeah. I know I, I did Jets as well. Yeah. Oh, I said Ravens, Brian. Say Jets. You said Ravens? Yeah. I said Chiefs. <laughs> I oh, heard the Chiefs, Chiefs in there. Good too, yeah. Oh, my gosh. For me, I think it's Jets. I mean, for the first time ever, the Niners did not move in this draft. But Robert Sala, being that defensive-minded uh, guy that he is, he was very phys- very uh, physical in this draft, I'm going to say, just because he what he knew what he wanted. 
And he went out there and he got it, dude. He needed to address, you know, three major positions, which is the cornerback, the wide receiver position, and defensive edge. And what did he do? He pretty much got the best of the best of each of those positions, man. I mean, it was it was awesome what they did. I think the New York Jets are going to be a completely different team, completely young team. As long as they take care of those guys and not be like the Las Vegas Raiders and release all their first rounds. Um, but it's going to be awesome. I think the Jets did a great job um, in this draft. So hopefully that does translate into the NFL season and the Giants will be the only New York team that is just un- irrelevant. In the NFL, um, I heard Chiefs. Why do you think the Chiefs won this draft, Ian? So my big thing with the Chiefs, their offensive approach worked a couple years ago to win them the Super Bowl, but their defense has just failed them. And I really like that they went after two um, defensive players to bolster up the defense because the offense is good enough. It's always been good enough, and especially with Andy Reid, but now they've got some really good defensive pieces. They picked up a corner. They picked up a uh, – who else did they pick up? They picked up like an edge, right, or a linebacker? Yeah, Carl Aptis is a guy. Yeah, so I, I really like it um, because, like I said, defense wins championships. Okay, I like it. Now, explain yourself, Vince. The Baltimore hey, Ravens, Explain dude? myself. Oh. Now, here's the thing. Okay, I, I will give uh, – what's his name? Robert uh, Robert Saley. Sala, dude. <laughs> hey, dog, I can't Gosh. ever get it, you know. I don't know if it's up here or if it's right here. It's never going to let me. Well, but, can I do uh, a pause real quick? Can I do a pause? Juan Antonio Bravo, thank you so much for being here live. I'm very disappointed in you, man. It's been so long since I've seen you. Welcome back. He says Jets and Lions got amazing picks. Yes, like I said, Jets are making a gift basket right now to send to Jacksonville. But, yes, they had awesome picks. But, Juan, we missed you, man. Welcome back. Welcome back with Open Arms. This is PI Podcast. They're doing a giveaway once they hit 100 subscribers. So, remember that. Go find their, their channel. <laughs> what, Vince? Sorry. All right. But the thing that the Jets did really good is they did trade into a lot of their picks to get the guys that they wanted. And after day one, they had won the draft. They won day one for sure, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's the thing that everybody knows. Uh, but here was the Ravens. The Ravens were a sneaky, sneaky team. They've been collecting draft pick after draft pick after draft pick. And, uh, of course, I think they, they sent off Hollywood Brown for a pick and all that stuff. But uh, – that's someone that they could lose because they already have talent in Lamar Jackson and they were gaining talent by getting those draft picks. They went after a safety, a center, an edge, a defensive lineman, a tackle, a cornerback, a tight end, a punter, another tight end, another cornerback. As you can see, they had like the most picks almost uh, rivaling the, the Texans. But the thing that they did is they targeted every need they had and then they got more. So they did leave uh hollywood brown and to go to the cardinals which i hate uh and i'm pretty sure you hate it too aj that's our division but yeah uh the and you hate the ravens as well so i know this yeah, is why you hate this pick so much but they just hit everything on the dot they didn't have to trade up they didn't have to trade or they actually did trade back so that's how they got more picks but they just hit everything on they hit the nail with the hammer or whatever that saying is man but uh, I just think that they did amazing. Uh, they are so low-key about it. Nobody was really talking about them until the draft ended, and they're like, wow. Like, look at what the Ravens did. So, that, in Those my opinion, that's good picks. 
Yeah, I like Linderbaum. I love how they went with the center, yeah. you know, before everyone else. And Linderbaum, he's a stud, and they're saying that he's the best center of the draft. But I felt like it was kind of close, man. I, uh, me personally, I, I think it's just a personality thing. I kind of like Jurgens. Uh, I, I felt like he was right there with Linderbaum as far as center wise. And you got to go with personality because I feel like that is excellent in the in the locker room. And then Jurgens has his own uh, beef jerky brand, so maybe you get sponsored by. <laughs> Uh, pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely hated the fact that uh, that the Browns did not use their heads and they allowed the Baltimore Ravens, you know, to get Ojabu. Uh, freaking stud. Stud. Played out of University of Michigan, by the way, go blue. Um, but he's going to do great things over there for the Baltimore Ravens, unfortunately. But yeah, I, I agree. They had a very good draft. Uh, Reed, I didn't hear what you had to say. Uh, who do you think won the draft? Uh, to the Packers. It's the only team I actually studied, so we can move on. Um, nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> How do you? Why? Why did the Packers win this draft, Reed? Because uh, that's what team I said. Because I honestly didn't study any other team. Uh, as I said, the, when it was just the three of us before anybody else joined, uh, the draft really doesn't matter, and grading the draft really doesn't matter. No one knows what they're talking about at the end of the day. First rounders don't end up panning out. Third, fourth rounders, fifth rounders, sixth rounders, and no one actually knows what they're actually going to do end up becoming one of the best people in their position and, and later on in their careers. Um, everyone's talking out of their ass when they're talking. Whoa! Whoa! Yeah. Yeah. Whoa! Um, the reason, but I did like the Packers draft. I thought we hit positions that we needed help in um, and also didn't uh, draft too early in some positions. So happy with it. We'll see how it pans out. Usually our, our picks pan out. So, I, for one, uh, yeah. I'm not with Reed. I do feel like the, the draft does matter. A lot of these young prospects. Well, yeah, very- it matters that you're drafting them. But as far as, like, grading and saying who won it, I like, what, it's like three days after the draft ended? Two days? It doesn't matter. Like, we don't know what we're talking about. That's very true. I mean – we don't know exactly how their gameplay translates to the uh, professional level, uh, but I, I still think it's very exciting. I love to compare the stats from uh, from when they get drafted to after their first year because sometimes they're accurate, sometimes they're not. I mean, like you said, you just do not know. I mean, we do the same thing with the NFL. Before the season, especially in fantasy football, when we draft players, right? Oh, dude, A.J. Brown, he's going to kill it, man. He's going to have an amazing year. Then the, the year comes, and it's nothing like the year before. Like the Niners. Oh, Brandon Ayuk is wide receiver one. No, it's Debo. We couldn't tell. Uh, right now, it's clear as day that it's Debo Samuel. So, I go ahead. Yeah, you know why I think we love the draft so much, AJ? Why? It's because we love fantasy so much, and we love I, drafting our own team. You know why Reed so. doesn't like the draft? I because he, he auto picks. Because Reed <laughs> sleeps through the whole thing. He I sleeps through the whole thing. <laughs> oh my god! I cannot wait for fantasy, you guys. And if you guys oh, don't know, uh, NSP, we have our own fantasy channel. Once fantasy starts coming up, I'm already doing my research. Vince and I break it down week by week, right before the waiver wire, and we get you the best chance of winning your league. We we did pretty well last year, uh, so I think it was. What was that? You lost right, Reed. You auto drafted. You right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Thank you, Reed. Um, Both leagues. Super excited about the. Oh my gosh, my phone's talking to me. Kind of weird. Um, but yeah, guys, I, I, uh, you guys play some fantasy football. That's the PI. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'm in a dynasty league. I've been in dynasty league for a few years now. 
Um, I kind of went in an interesting position when I started the fantasy dynasty because a few years ago I went the first three picks, I went wide receivers. Um, but I did get the best of the best wide receivers at that time. And it, it hasn't paid off yet, but definitely I think they're still solid receivers. Nice. And I'm glad Nestor commented because Nestor's actually our, our fantasy champion here. Uh, yeah. He was in our fantasy league and he won. He demolished in the championship game. I felt so bad. Uh, he just totally killed that game. Good job, Nestor. Appreciate you for being here once again. Uh, I know Israel plays a little bit of fantasy out there. Uh, he kills it. He kills it all. He, I think he drafts uh, the first one, J- Dak Prescott. Then the next one was Amari Cooper. Negative. The only person I had in my draft was only Pollard. Everybody else was different. Hey, Pollard was good, man. That's a good, that's yeah. a good way to pick up yeah, right it, there. It, it was a yeah. steal. But then that's because one of, one of the guys that, that was with us just dropped him. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get him and, since he's been doing good. Yeah, we talked about him a lot uh, in our fantasy show um, before he he was, you know, the the hot pick. But um, I'm super excited there. And this draft affects everything, especially with these trades like Hollywood Brown going to the Cardinals. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins today getting suspended for six games uh, just because he's all unnatural. Uh, He can't hit the weight room on his own, obviously. Um, So maybe Marquise Brown could take a bigger role there for the first six games. A.J. Brown going to to Philadelphia, because J- everyone's real excited. Everyone's so hyped out of the mind. Oh, Jalen Hurts, AJ Brown. This is going to be a dynamic duo. Jalen Hurts could have passed the ball the first first time. What makes you think he's going to pass it to AJ Brown? It's like me living here in Texas and I buy a snow shovel. Why am I going to buy a snow shovel? I can't use it. Why are you going to get an elite wide receiver like that? You can't use it. You can't throw the ball that that far. Come on, man. For he barely had a little over three thousand passing yards. It looks uh, like two with Tyreek. Come on, man. It's like, <laughs> like two of the time. Hey, we actually got a big Tua guy here. Vince is a huge Tua guy. I'm a That's huge Tua guy, man. I'm a huge Tua guy. Dude, I don't oh, think I'm Ian like... likes you, man. Because he, first he was hey, saying I Russell know. Wilson's trash. <laughs> he, doesn't, saying... he doesn't like my quarterback that we had and we shipped him off. He doesn't like Tua. <laughs> oh, my God. We were watching another – we were watching the PI podcast, right? Vince and I were, were out there live. We're, we're questioning them. And uh, Ian was like, straight up, dude, Russell Wilson's straight garbage, bro. Like, hot garbage. <laughs> and I supported him 100%. Um, but there's also a couple of questionable calls you said there, Ian. I'm going to call you out right here if you don't mind. Okay. Uh, okay. But I was like, yeah, man, how could you not like Urban Meyer? He was he was grinding, right? <laughs> and you, you said you said maybe Urban Meyer should have been grinding more in the locker room. And then you paused. <laughs> I was a little bit yeah, suspect, yeah. Dangerous game. That, that was. You were playing with fire. But that, that was pretty funny. That was a highlight. And Nestor clipped that. Yeah, <laughs> oh, appreciate um Appreciate you guys being here. This is fun. Having a good time. Um, Israel, what was your biggest takeaway from this draft? What was that first pick? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just who's Walker? I don't know who that <laughs> I don't know who that was. You know, they the Jet man, they had they had a chance to get Hutchinson, man. That guy is is a beast at defensive end. You know, you can't get any better than that. And just to pass him up is just like wow. Is that 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 I'm sorry, that's what that's what surprised me. So hey, I'm with you. As a Jags fan, I'm with you. Yeah, your your reaction video just was kind of like priceless. It was like uh when 
a kid opens up a present and it's like a rock or something. <laughs> yeah. I definitely am so glad I got his reaction to the Jags number one pick because I had a really good feeling that the Jags would miss out on Aiden Hutchinson. So I'm so glad I got the reaction. It was hilarious right then and there. I know. So you Jags called it. You said. called it too on your live stream too. You were like, "Oh, I can't wait to get his reaction because we're gonna see who they pick first. And I mean, yeah. y'all said when it the up odds perfect. came out. Before the draft, that Trayvon Walker was the one that was going to get the number one pick. I was like, "There's no way!" Like, really, there's no way. <laughs> I I know our GM's dumb, but he's not. He's not that. Dumb. <laughs> <laughs> and it turned out so. He was dumb. Uh, hey, we'll see. Maybe this guy's a total stud. I mean, he is a stud, but maybe he I just pans so. out for Jacksonville. Um, that's Trayvon Walker, Israel. Put some respect on that name, okay? He's a champion. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> come on, man. Um, hey, Nestor, I know I see you here in the chats. How do you feel about let's get the comment section involved here? How do you feel about Kenny Pickett getting picked for the uh Pittsburgh Steelers as the first quarterback off the board and until a third round? How do you feel about that? And while he's taking his time answering that, if he does, guys, it's been a, such a long time. I, I said 1990, I, I guess that, that could be wrong. Uh, since only one quarterback has been taken the first two rounds. I think that's pretty insane. This is uh, was talked as if it was not a QB class, and, and the way it got drafted, it, it surely showed that way. Uh, so I was quite surprised. Um, did the did the Pittsburgh Steelers shoot the gun? Did, did they fire too quickly to get a QB, or you think it was it was needed for them to take that QB because if they didn't, someone else in the second round would have. I think the Steelers. I think they knew they wanted to get quarterback regardless of where he ended up being, where they ended up being and how early they took him. Because as soon as Kenny Pickett was taken, people were waiting for the other quarterbacks to be taken. And I actually really thought Seattle would have, would have taken at least in the second round, taken Malik Willis by then, but they just kept falling and falling until Atlanta picked Desmond Ritter and then the time straight up and they got Malik Willis and then Panthers, they were just like, Oh, they, we have to trade up now to get the other quarterback. So it kind of, kind of made sense for Pittsburgh at 20 to pick quarterback, but it is weird that all these quarterbacks fell to the third or fourth round. Yeah, I guess I was really off. It was since 2013 that, uh, uh thank you Reed for, for letting me know here. Um, that only one quarterback has gone within the first two rounds. I'm trying to figure out who that quarterback was right now. Let us know as soon as you find out. Uh, Nestor, the Steelers fan, says, I was really happy when they did. Uh, I guess he was really happy because um, Kyle Pitts gets to stay – oh, sorry, Kyle Pitt, uh, Pickett <laughs> gets to stay at home in Pittsburgh. Yeah. So, literally, he's just going across the hallway to go to the next door and say, hey, I'm, I'm here. I'm ready to uh, start balling now. Mr. Trubisky, I said, I'm like, why would you – why would you get Mr. Trubisky? Why would you choose Carson Wentz over Jimmy G? Come on, man. That's that's horrible stuff right there. Uh, I'll say that all day long, all day, every day. Um, but, yeah, uh, for those of you all in the comments, let us know what was your biggest takeaway from this draft. What were you most surprised about? Were you most surprised that, you know, Sam – I keep throwing blanks here, man. A QB from North Carolina. Sam How? Sam Howell? Oh, yeah. Yes. Or Matt yeah. Oh, yeah, Sam Howell. I can't believe Matt Corral went before it. Sam. I was quite surprised. I, I I put them in in the same you know QB tier, but if we're talking about last year, if Sam would have entered the the draft last year, he was projected you know a top six, top ten uh, QB. He was going to get drafted the first round to get him pushed all the way back and get him drafted by Washington. Uh, it was uh, 
quite surprising to me. Um, I figured out who was that quarterback in the first round in uh, 2013. It was EJ Manuel. Oh, EJ wow. Manuel. Mm. So if that bodes well for the Steelers, eh. <laughs> Jeez, what a legend. Hey, Pickett. Oh, you can't see my hands here. Pickett or Mitch Trubisky? Ooh. Ooh. Mm. Oh. Oh. <clears throat> Yeah, he's got Mr. Trubisky's got the experience. Whether you want to say he's bad or good or just mediocre, he's got the experience uh, that uh, Pickett doesn't have. So maybe Pickett has a higher ceiling. We can we can probably say that. That's just that's you can really just say that because he's this is going to be his rookie year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You might find out that his ceiling is a lot lower. This guy might be complete trash. Um, so the only time will tell, but. Uh, right now, Mitch Trubisky has the edge over him because of experience in that alone. I will add that for those of y'all out there, Pickett has average sized hands, guys. Average. <laughs> Stop making fun of his hands, okay? This is an average <laughs> size of a hand. We got the same size hands, so I feel yeah, you. Yeah, but the, the NFL is an average people. Hey, man. I don't know. You see Hunter Renfro out there. He looks pretty average to me. <laughs> but that guy's extraordinary in every other aspect. So I guess you're right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I'll like to add to that. I also believe Mitchell Trubisky's got the edge. Um, I personally think the Chicago Bears did absolutely nothing to help him. Matt Nagy <laughs> didn't do anything to help him. Um, obviously, Allen Robinson, he was kind of like an up-and-down kind of player where you think his – He's got a ceiling way up here, and he just doesn't perform like you think Allen Robinson should. Um, Mitchell Trubisky, I think, under Mike Tomlin's going to kind of blossom a little bit because Mike Tomlin knows what he's doing. He can put – I mean, look at what he did with Big Ben on his, in his decline. I mean, they were still a, a winning record team, and now you have a more mobile, uh, kind of better arm than Big Ben in his late years. Um, so I really, I really like uh, – Mitchell Trubisky, plus with Najee Harris taking off the pressure, um, an elite run game, a big target like Claypool and Pickens now, nice targets. Um, And Pat Fryermuth is obviously a beast. Uh, I like Mitchell Trubisky this year. I really do. Wow. Would you take him in fantasy? Ooh, what was that? I said, would you take him in fantasy? Oh, hell no. (laughs) (laughs) yeah bro he's not even on the bench bro (laughs) (laughs) no i think he'll be uh pretty good with the the steelers uh mike tomlin he knows what he's doing out there he'll adjust there uh last last uh, thing i want to talk about still in the qb topic is uh the tennessee titans taking malik willis that's pretty cool uh pi podcast brought to my attention that it's very similar to the whole jimmy g deal it's uh you know what do you do you had ryan Tannehill. he, he finished first in their division you know, go out to the playoffs. I know they lost, but um, they drafted a young QB, Malik Willis. They got Ryan Tannehill for one more year. What's going on here? They're just going to, you know, boot Tannehill after this year, in the middle of the year. Malik Willis outperforms him and clear as they switch. Well, uh, you're getting excited down there. I see you. You're getting excited. What's up? I I thought I think that if you look at it, that playoff run, uh, that playoff game even, that one playoff game that Tannehill had, he kind of forced a lot of picks, and that's why he threw three to four picks because he forced these balls. He didn't play like like a QB should in the playoffs. 
And I, the Titans were always a sleeper team to get a quarterback just because how Tannehill played. And Malik Willis is a developmental QB. And I think they're okay with letting Malik Willis sit a year behind Ryan Tannehill and then they can develop him. And I, I just, I like it. I like Malik Willis sitting behind Tannehill for a year, even though Tannehill is declining a little bit or even he made those four bad decisions in the playoffs. I think they have their future quarterback, Malik Willis. And the reason that they traded up is because they saw Tannehill, how bad he played, and it kind of forced the decision. I also like that. So the the biggest difference between the 49ers situation and the Titans situation is you only gave up a third round for Malik Willis as the 49ers gave up their number three pick, right? So, like, it's – you're not in a rush to start the third round quarterback, right? As you are your first round, because a first round guy's got to start. Like that's everybody's <laughs> mentality with a first round quarterback. Malik Willis, third round, you make him sit a year, two years even, it's not the end of the world. Dang. I'm not trying to throw shots if that's what you're No, no, you, you, you want the smoke, I guess. <laughs> it's Trey Lance, dude. Trey oh, Lance right here. And Malik Willis is not even in the screen. He's like down here, man. But first round pick is still sitting on the bench. Oh, because he's developing, which I agree with Shanahan. Look what happened to Justin Fields. That guy just got. Oh, I agree. Dreamed. I agree. I don't. I don't disagree with the development factor. I think a quarterback. I you see it so often. These first round picks go to a terrible team, and the the you look at Mac Jones. He made the playoffs his first year because he had a he wasn't a very top ten pick. Yeah. He had a roster, yeah, had a good coach. Rookie quarterbacks hardly ever get into a situation like that. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, for instance, he got to sit a whole year, and now now look at him. He's regarded as one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now. For three years. Kind of like Trey Lance. Yeah. One year after Hopefully that happens because I really like – even though – so obviously as a Jaguar fans, I hate the Titans, I hate the Texans, I hate the Colts. <laughs> But, like, as a football fan in general, like, I don't want to see any of these guys suck when they come into the league. Like, it, it's bad for football when you got teams like the Jaguars picking twice the number one overall pick two years in a row. That's terrible for football. Like, you don't want to see that. Even if you're not a Jags fan, like, you want the game to be competitive at all times. You don't want a Thursday night football with the Jaguars and the Jets playing. Like, that's a boring game to watch. You want high competitive football at all times. Not to mention when I buy tickets to a game, I want to see a competitive football game. <laughs> no, so I, I got a I got a, a good question after that then. So with all these quarterbacks that went super late because this wasn't a QB type draft or like a, a top heavy QB type draft, does that allow all these picks that got picked so late to flourish in the future in the NFL? Just because they're kind of not expected to go out and start you know, they're going to sit a year or two or maybe even three, just like Rodgers did. And then we have the next guy who's going to win four MVPs in a row as a quarterback for their team. Who, who are you asking? You're asking anybody, man. Anybody can chip in. Uh, Do you think I, these QBs are going to flourish? I will say that this draft, the Niners did get the best QB on the board. Uh, of course, you guys already know I'm talking about Brock Purdy from Iowa State. Uh, he was the absolute last pick of the draft, and this is going to be a story that everyone's going to 
listen to for the rest of the life. It's going to be bigger than Tom Brady. Okay, for some reason, something does happen with Trey Lance. We got the best QB in the world right now, just just from Iowa State. That's all I'm going to chip in. It um, sounds like you're running off Trey Lance. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just saying like he's, he has no not trust. What I'm saying. No. Not what I'm saying. Because look at Joe Montana and then look at Young. Okay? Vice versa right here. What? What? No. So they're going to be the two of the best quarterbacks in, in ever. Just just pay attention, okay? Remember that name, uh, Brock Purdy. <laughs> uh, back to Vince's question. Um, yeah, there's a chance that could happen, but it's not going to happen with all of them. Uh, maybe one of them gets a chance. Uh, their their veteran quarterback uh, ends up getting injured, and they get thrown in. Uh, it could happen, um, but don't be putting all your eggs on the, in that basket. Oh yeah, I'm not saying like every single one. I'm just saying like they're gonna flourish in their roles because they're gonna sit behind whoever they're they were drafted with, like their team, their organization. Maybe. So like where, wherever they were drafted all those teams are not going to start them right away because they still have guys that they're paying a lot more money to start. And you don't want uh, something to happen like how it did in Dallas when they had Dalton and he was just on the bench making a ton of money. And we, so. But that's just that's just my opinion. I don't know. I, I think these guys, none of these guys will start. I think Desmond Ritter is going to be a great uh, player, but he's not going to start anytime soon at all. I know this. Now, in Desmond Ritter, Arthur Smith came out and said that either one of those quarterbacks could start. And I think Marks Mariota and Desmond Ritter is going to have a QB battle. And Mariota should win that battle because he's more experienced and he's a veteran. Um, And I'm okay with Mariota playing and Desmond Ritter sitting because I'm definitely okay with Desmond Ritter being developed and sitting the whole year. I'm okay with that. And I, I think Marcus Mariota is good enough to lead us somewhere, at least. At least win the six or seven games. I had one question um, about Desmond Ritter. Um, I saw him say that I'm not leaving here until we win a Super Bowl. And he said, like, that's not, like, his only comment. He's made, like, a lot, like close to that. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think it's it's great uh, confidence, or do you think it's overconfidence and it's look it looks bad? Honestly, I like the confidence that he has. I, as a quarterback, you have to believe that you're going to reach your goals and reach your objectives as a quarterback. Even if you said I'm the best quarterback in the draft, I would have been okay with it because you got to have that mentality that you're the best or you're a top player. And that's the only way you can develop. That's the only way you can grow as a quarterback to believe you're the best and believe that you can be the top player. All right. He also looks like he's 40. Yeah, he, he really does. He really looks old. He looks older than Matt Ryan right now. <laughs> well, Matt Ryan, uh, he's, he's got speed. That's what I like. And we haven't had a speedy quarterback since Michael Vick. So I know. Imagine. Yeah. I'm excited. And then, you know, there were some questions about his accuracy. We were talking about it uh, yesterday, actually. He's got a six foot five wide receiver and Kyle Pitts. Like, he can literally throw the ball anywhere near him. <laughs> yeah, come and out with Drake it. London, 6'5". And then one of the uh, free agent receivers they got, Auden Tate, is 6'5 as well. So well, it doesn't matter do about accuracy. It. He's got to throw it to his tall receivers. Imagine the likelihood of having 
three corners tall enough to guard all three of those guys on your roster. That's true. This is true. I mean, that's, that's a good point there. Either. <laughs> Cordero Patterson and Moss people, uh, example, the Washington football <laughs> Is that a hot take right there? Dang. Well, we like he has, he, Cordero Patterson did Moss someone in Moss's defensive back last year against Washington. He met Ryan literally throwed up oh, and he yeah. literally mossed the corner in the end zone. I do remember nice. that one. That's going to be a hot fantasy pick right there. Cordero Patterson. Oh, yeah. Like him. I like him a lot. Israel, you got anything, man? You're a little quiet over there, bro. Uh, no, tired? I, uh, no, no, no. I'm not tired. It's just, you know, I'm, I'm hearing their inputs and everything. I feel like Ritter's going to be a day one starter. He's a winner. Ooh. He's a winner. That's a bold he's a winner. I, 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 feel, I feel like he's going to beat out Mariota. Yes, Mariota, you know, they trusted in him to sign him, but I feel like Ritter's going to beat him. And, and, he has a, and he has the tight end. He has the receivers. And he has the running back, so I feel like he's going to be a day one starter. You you want a winner, and that guy's a winner. Vince knows I'm a Mariota guy. Uh, I've been preaching free Mariota since last year, man. Um, and now he's finally free. I think he's going to put it all on the table. He's proven himself this year. I think he's going to do great things in Atlanta. Hopefully, you know I think he has the potential to do so. I really think uh, Mario has grown behind Derek Carr. I think that veteran leadership that Derek Carr has, I think that's grown with Mariota. And I think that's just really helpful. What's really helpful to him. I hope so. And I hope to see it. I hope to see a lot of great teams succeed this upcoming season, like the Jets, like the Atlanta Falcons, like the Jacksonville Jaguars, not the Seattle Seahawks or the Cowboys, <laughs> probably not the Packers, hey, uh, hey, the hey. San Francisco 49ers. But, yeah, it's going to be a great season, guys. There's a lot of change. This draft was a lot of fun, a lot of big-time trades. Uh, looking forward to see how all these young athletes translate into the professional league. Now, before we head out, do you guys have anything to say or anything to add before we check out for the day? Um, I don't, one thing I want to say, um, we talked about it at the beginning of the podcast. Um, he said the Packers won the draft. I mean, you can't really gra- – I, I kind of agree to him in a sense. You can't really grade these players without really even seeing them play in the NFL. But at the same time, I think Quay Walker, I think the Packers reached on that linebacker when they could have had two better linebackers in N'Kobe Dean and Jacksonville Jaguars pick Devin Lloyd. And they wait on receiver. They could have had a better receiver as well. Uh, we needed a coverage linebacker. Um, he's a great coverage linebacker. He hasn't allowed a, a touchdown on him in his entire time in college. Um, that's what we needed. We needed a great tackler alongside Devondre Campbell, who's already a great tackler. So that's why we made the pick. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I, so as a Jaguar fan, I obviously hear a lot of other Jaguar fans, and they're a lot of them are really disappointed in the Devin Lloyd pick, um, one of the best linebackers in the draft. And the reason they're upset, obviously, we signed Christian Kirk in the offseason um, and then Zay Jones in the offseason, and we signed Marvin Jones last year. And then we've still got LaVisca Chenault on the bench. So, like, everybody wanted us to get a big wide receiver but any wide receiver after pick 18 would have been a, uh, a reach, a huge reach. Um, so I like that we went from 33. Once Linderbaum left, we moved up to get Devin Lloyd, and I think that was one of the best pickups we could have done because now our defensive linebacker group is a Luacon who led the NFL in tackles last year. We've got uh, Devin Lloyd, and then we got uh, 
Yeah, Muma. I like the Jaguars draft. I liked it a lot. I really I'm hope hoping our defense it. can help Trevor. Yeah. I hope so too, man. I want to see Trevor ball out. That guy needs yeah. to ball out. And that, that's what we wanted to see last year. And I, I know you got you know, a horrible head coach, you know, kicking kickers or whatever. Yeah, but, I mean, I mean, we want to see Trevor Lawrence ball out. Okay, I know I do. And I think it would just be great, not just for the Jaguars organization, but it will be great for London, be great for the NFL as a whole. Um, so looking forward to that. Hopefully they do protect him. But uh, thank you guys so much for being here. Israel, thank you for being a guest once again. PI Podcast, sure. thank you all so much for being here. Like I said, you guys, once they hit 100 subscribers, they're doing a huge giveaway. It's an autographed uh, miniature Jaguars helmet. Uh, PI Podcast, you guys want to tell everyone. That, there it is. That's a, That looks sick. sick right That's there. You got the logo going on. Uh, how about you tell <laughs> everyone nice. where they can find you, huh? Uh, we definitely are on YouTube at PI Podcast. We're on TikTok at PI Podcasts, and we're on Twitter at PI Podcasters, and now on Instagram at PI Podcasters. Definitely post a lot on each, and we go live on YouTube every Sunday, uh, Sunday and Wednesday at right now, and we're about to change the schedule a little bit. So definitely, we go live on our YouTube. Nice. Just like Urban Meyer, these guys are grinders, you guys. Just like us, we work all the time. They work all the time. We get this stuff done just for you guys. We appreciate every single one of y'all being here. Uh, thank you all so much. And until next time, you guys, keep on grinding. Uh, that's my thing, Reed. Don't do that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no. That's my 